This is Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we're going to talk about one of the things that defines us as a nation of people is our connection to our land. It's so imperative and important that people understand how much of a cornerstone this is to our culture and understanding how this defines us as being a part of the Most High's community and his treasure. So without any further ado, let's jump right into this. Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go! You're the creation. You make everything right. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. Sean, over the course of the time of the 77 podcasts that we have posted, we have we've talked about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And our job sitting at these mics is to help to educate our people who want to know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna inquiring be, minds. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real frank. I don't have time for people who can't gravitate to truth and I share truth with you mm -hmm. and then it's like that scripture over across the street mm -hmm. and the what it the word of the seed fell on on stony ground on stony ground right. and this kind of ground and <laughs> that somebody the birds came and they ate they it did. up and right. stole and blah 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 that tech mm -hmm. that's the way people are yeah. that I have shared truth with mm -hmm. they have cooled off and I know what it is for many of you that we share this information with and you try to share it with other people, there's an elephant in the room. Yeah. And the one. elephant in the room is Jesus Christ. And I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. But by Scripture text and understanding of Scripture, Jesus Christ cannot save anybody. Yeah, and this is scripturally backed up. He's gonna yeah. do he's gonna do one heck of a job if he's able to save himself. Right. Right. And I say that, I say that in light of understanding the mitzvotes, understanding the prophets, and understanding the violation of Torah, of Torah principles that he has, they say that he has spoken to the people. He is not the king of Israel. Mm -hmm. He is not the deliverer of Israel. Mm -hmm. And I and we said it. We said it in in the last podcast. He who the Son has set free. Yeah. And the Son. We've defined who the Son is. <clears throat> the Son is Israel, and Israel's job is to teach. Israel, yeah, and the Kohim's job is to is to profess the teachings of the Most High mm -hmm. to Hebrew Israel, so we can all stay on board with the Most High. Absolutely, 
That's it. <clears throat> but I want to give a shout out to, um, I don't know who, what her name is, but she made a comment uh, today okay. on, on Podbean. And I want to, I want to make mention, I want to make mention of it. Yeah, um, yeah, because we, you know, again, you know, we made mention of it before, but we love the, that value. T, your, 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 your sign up here is T. I don't know who T is, and it was in reference to podcast number seventy-seven. Um, uh, I think it is varying degrees of understanding. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that there were a whole lot of people that 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 tuned in to that particular podcast and uh, listen to it. Mm -hmm. But she says, I appreciate you brothers very much as always. Mm -hmm. Yahweh's words give us true life. Nothing can compare. Even when odds seem against us, Yah will show his power. And I, I want to yeah. thank, I want to thank you for that, for that comment. That's very encouraging uh, to us here as we do what we do, because the task is, is to help us to understand. Now, with all that being said, okay. uh, we have talked about the aspect of eternal life mm -hmm. being in the land. Correct. And I want to delve, I want to delve into that, um, it's going to take us. It's going to take us a minute to to cover this subject, mm -hmm. so we're not going to cover it in one podcast. But I do want to get started with it. Okay. I think it's in Psalms uh, one hundred and twelve. Is it um, mm. where he says, um, "Earth belongs, heaven belongs to me, and earth belongs to man. Earth is earth is my footstool. Heaven is my throne." Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's what it says. Um, I'd have to pull it up. I should have had. I should have put it in. It just came to me as I'm just, sitting down I'm, here. I'm looking right here as, at this rye. Even as, if it's in I, the rye, I can I can help you out. Let's see if we can get it. And, okay. And and the and the problem with this, I want I want you to think logically, 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 not on the basis of what somebody told you. And 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 this ran through my mind today also. Uh, the issue becomes one about all of these things that you are, our people are walking in, in relationship to uh, application of scripture of what they've heard. And the question becomes, who told you that? See that in 112 or 120. Mm -hmm. Who told you that? Who told you that, that you die and go to heaven? Who told you that? Did the prophets tell you that? Did uh, Mashe, the, the greatest prophet of, of for Hebrew of Israel, time. tell you that? Right. Uh, who told you all of this stuff that does not measure up to text? It it it's just it's just crazy, and it's driving me at this point just absolutely nuts because I'm watching our Hebrew people. They're so enamored with that which is not true. And then when you tell them truth, you know, they look at you like, eh, eh. Yeah, you know, it, it, 
you should be measuring everything that you hear coming out of, at least out of a man's mouth, by the measure of text and be able to back up anything that, that is said. And I think we do a good job on our due diligence to try to at least say, hey, listen, this is where this text is. This is how we're deriving it. If there is uh, some clarification that needs to be made or we're making some assumptions, we try to ease back that up with two or three other texts that actually point you in that specific direction if it isn't emphatically said. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we also will say, this is me talking or this is my personal position because the, it might not be clear. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we just kind of accept what is being told to us and we don't, we don't fact check it. And, the, and there's a reason why that is. And, and a lot of that would go away if teachers that stood before the people actually taught the mitzvot. Right. And actually would give them the equipment in order to evaluate when someone comes and says the most high said, you can say, no, he didn't. Or yes, he did. Or that is in line with the teachings of the most high. But you can't do that because you don't have any confidence. I remember when we were back across the street that oftentimes even not being well versed in the, the, the Greek text, you were often shifting you know, your answers towards, oh, well, I got to get one of the elders or I got to go, oh, you need to go sit down with the pastor. Because you still weren't confident enough to explain your way out of a paper bag over there. So, again, this is why it's important why every week that we try to come and, and talk to everyone about this, that we're rooted and grounded in text and the mitzvahs of the Most High. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, with that being said, it fortifies us to the point where where we have, we take on this different lifestyle and it just becomes a part of you at that particular point. No one has to sit there and, I mean, you live in wherever you're going to live. No one has to tell you about some of the laws that are there because you right. live it apart as a, it's a part of your lifestyle. Right. You get up and go and say, okay, I can't do X because this is just the culture and the norms of the land. Right. And we have this dichotomy that we live under the auspices of, of this, of this democracy, but our, the rulership that we're under is a total theocracy, which is which is kind of a different way of thinking. And we don't acquiesce to that a lot. So just kind of understanding the difference between the two yeah. and why it gives us a lot of pitfalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's Give us an, some reason to pause. It's an uh, Yeshayahu, Isaiah 66 and 1. 66 and 1, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was looking at 111 and 12, I couldn't right. find it. Heaven is my throne, says Yahweh, and the earth is my footstool. Okay. What kind of house could you build for me? What sort of place could you devise for my rest? Didn't I myself make all things? This is how they all came to be. <clears throat> but there is a text over in Psalms, since heaven belongs to Yah and earth belongs to man. I just don't know exactly where it is. Mm. But I, I, I want you to think, I want you to think logically about, about this. They just released this telescope into the heavens as far as it could go. It's a powerful telescope. Okay. The pictures, the pictures that it's sending back are awesome. Awesome. And as I looked at them, 
my thought said to me, how in the world does man think, and I know the Most High can do anything, mm -hmm. but how in the world do we get the idea that we are going to arrive in the Shemaim far beyond all the galaxies to the place where the Most High resides? Easy. And number two. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. What makes us think that he's going to give us a body that will sustain that? Three. Mm -hmm. Mashe said, he said to Mashe, no man has the ability to look at me and live. That's true. That's very true. I mean, it's all, it's, it, it all starts to be quite fictitious. I don't know how, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know how they, I don't know how we arrived at that thought. And the question comes back again, who told you that? Well, I, I, it, I what, go ahead. Go ahead. It wasn't Mashe. Sure wasn't. It wasn't any of the prophets. No. So, if it wasn't Mashe or it wasn't any of the prophets, then it had to be an imposter. Sure. 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 Yeah. We 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 get over there. I was gonna say we get over there to that other side of the other street, and then anything's possible over there. That, no. That's where we kind of, I would say that's where the first place I would look is when you look at Greek mythology and the Greek influence that has, that's happened over into the New Testament and what we call it, you know, across the street, but I just called it that. But when you look at that issue over there, it's not that far-fetched and hard to believe that because it has so much of a Greek influence, when you talk about the concept of hell, that concept comes out of Greek mythology that's infused inside of the Greek document called the New Testament. That's the only place that it shows up. So it's not too far from them to, to interject that in there. I am not an individual who looks at the color of a person's skin. I love all people. Mm -hmm. I no longer love my enemies because I don't have to. <laughs> right. Because I looked, I've been reading my ancestors, and my ancestors, the prophets, and the king have harsh words to say about their enemy mm -hmm. and their request to the Most High to destroy them. Right. They are dealt with harshly. So I no yeah. longer, I, I, as I read text, I no longer have to deal with loving my enemy. Mm -hmm. My enemy becomes one who operates, says, or does anything that is in opposition to what the Most High has said. You're my enemy. Yeah. And you're the most high's enemy. So if you're the most high's enemy, you're my enemy. Right. Right. Now, 
I want to get to this, but I, 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 this is this is all coming. This is all. It's, it's <laughs> right. like it's like stuff that's coming up out of me. Right. I went to school, my grammar school that I attended. I was. We could count the number of melanated children in elementary school. I could count them on one hand. I thought you were going to say I can count them on two fingers. One hand. <laughs> okay. So I was raised around European people. I'm going to okay. call you European. Okay. Uh, I, no, I'm not. I'm going to call you white folks. <laughs> I was raised with white folks. My right. One of my best friends today that I still uh, am in contact mm -hmm. uh, lives in Detroit. Uh, and I remember him so 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 great. He's a great friend. We still communicate. Mm -hmm. He's white, mm -hmm. so I'm not a racist, nor am I a prejudiced person. But I'll be doggone. Who told you all of this? The Greeks. They're not melanated people. They're not. This is true. The Romans. They're not melanated people. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, the Greeks and the Romans are the individuals that enslaved the Hebrew people. Mm -hmm. They are the ones that fed and practiced sport with the Hebrew people in the Colosseums. Yes, that they did. The Greeks and the Eurocentrics have been are slave masters. I can't say what I want to say, <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out why in the world do we keep listening to and believing a narrative that has been given to us by our slave master? Why? Can I offer a... Why? <laughs> It's made, it's, it's, the New Testament is a Greek book. Right? It is a Eurocentric book. It has been produced by our slave masters. Why are our people so enamored with the narrative? You're not going to heaven. This is true. Y'all. See, but see, but, but here, here, let me interject this. This has always been the character of Hebrew people. We see this already. If we go back, we do our, we're doing our study right now in the book of Shoftim. The, 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 the book of the, you call it the roller coaster book. I call it the book of, 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 of oh, it's, just, it's an R word I'm starting up. But the point is, is when you, when you see these situations come up, what do they do? We want to be like everybody else. The Most High has called us to be set apart so we can be a people that represent him. Why are we chasing after everybody else? What is what is so what is so uh, 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 it, intriguing about other nations when you have the Most High? That's the problem. And listen, it's our ancestors have had that problem. Listen, listen, you all have heard me say in several podcasts, Hebrew Israel is the greatest nation on the face on the of face. the earth. Absolutely. No we, question. We are the greatest people who have the most powerful power that is 
forbidding us to turn back to his mitzvot and his commandments where he's going to make everything well for us. Okay, let me, let, <laughs> let, me, let me try to jump off of that. Now, listen, uh, if you're listening to this podcast at this, at this time, you, I, I, want you, I want you to grab your scriptures because I'm going to be reading scripture. And uh, I realize that the Hebrew text reads different than the King James Version because the King James Version has left a lot of text of, 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 of translation, transliteration out. It is not there. Mm-hmm. But I want you I want you to follow me in text. We're going to talk about we're going to start talking about the land of the Hebrew people and where the most high is going to redeem us to. Redemption is quantitative. Yes. He redeemed Israel out of the land of Mitzrayim mm-hmm. and he brought them to land. Mm-hmm. That land belongs to us. Correct. We got kicked out of the land because of the things that we did. We're going to read that tonight. I want you to follow along with me and read. Go get, go get your scriptures. Go get your scriptures because I don't want you to think I'm making this up. Mm-hmm. But we're going we're gonna to start from the beginning all right. of where all, this, where all this starts with. We're going to start in Shemot, which is Exodus chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. We're going to read those. I'm going to read several, several, a lot of text here. And here's the most high. I have come down to rescue them from the Egyptians. The them is Hebrew Israel. And to bring them up out of that country to a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. He gave us land that flows with milk and honey. That's correct. Now, I want you to, as I talk about this, I want you to realize that the failure to walk in his mitzvot and acknowledge him as being our king, savior, and rock got us kicked out of this land that flows with milk and honey. That's right. I want you to understand that. That's the criteria. But there's a promise that he's made that we're going to get to. If not tonight, we'll get to it in another another, another session of this. Mm -hmm. He has promised us that he is going to bring us back from all the places that he has despoiled us back to this land that is flows with milk and honey. And that land is not Disney Israel. That's correct. That's correct. The land that he kicked us out of to this very day lays desolate, just like he said it would. That's right. And we'll talk talk about that. Yep, that's backed up in text too. Yep. Now, in Vayikra, Leviticus chapter 11, in verse 45, and in chapter 19 and verse 1, this particular text here says, For I am Yahweh who brought you up out of the land of Mitzrayim to be your Elohim. Okay? Mm -hmm. Therefore, you are to be set apart because I am set apart. Mm -hmm. Now, I no longer use the term holy because it has has, uh, uh, idolatrous and heathen connotations to it. You have to look it up. You got to study it. I'll I'll share it with you at some point. Mm -hmm. But I use the word because everybody knows set apart has to do with holy, okay? Right. So he says, therefore, you are to be set apart because I am set apart. What did I do? I brought you up out of land. Correct. 
Vayikra, Leviticus chapter 18, mm -hmm. verses 1 through 5. Yahweh said to Mashe, speak to the people of Israel, tell them, I am Yahweh, your Elohim. Mm -hmm. You are not to engage in the activities found in the land of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is Egypt, mm -hmm. where you used to live. You are not to engage in activities found in the land of Kinaani, mm -hmm. where I am bringing you, nor are you to live by their laws. You are to obey, listen to what he's saying, you are to obey my rulings and laws and live accordingly. Mm -hmm. I am Yahweh, your Elohim. You are to observe my laws and rulings, for if a person does them, he will have life through them. I am Yahweh. So now tell me. Whoa, 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 whoa. I am the, I am the truth, the way, and the light. The Most High says that living and observing his laws and rulings, by them you will have life through them. Right. Not him, them. That's correct. You will have life through the mitzvah. So who's lying? Oh. Who's lying? Is mm. the most high lying? No. And yep. don't don't bring me this narrative that, well, he's 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 the most high manifested ever. <laughs> no, he's not. That's what you might get out of this is no, a big, big chuckle, big laugh from a good healthy and, spot. And, and to prove that point, there is a book that I have written. It's on Amazon. It's called In Defense of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And in that particular book, I outline text, text, and text, and text that disqualifies him from being a messiah. Correct. To to Hebrew Israel. He, to can, he, be, he can be a Messiah to whoever he wants, he, but not but, to but, us. But not to us. Right. He can be he can be the Greeks Messiah. Right. He can be the Romans Messiah, but he's not Hebrew Israel's Messiah. And guess what? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm coming back to tech. <laughs> the prophet said, Why are you halting? You dancing between two, two opinions. opinions. Yeah. Yeah. If Yah be Yah, then serve, serve him. him. Yeah. If Baal be Baal, then serve, serve him. Yeah. But you, you, and he, he says, you, you can't have two masters. You'll love one and hate the other. Mm -hmm. And the problem is with that, you're hating the wrong one. Right. And that, you know what? That's that text, the prophet's words speak and resonate for us today. Literally, because that is where the Hebrew people are. They're wavering between these two opinions because you've got a book that got a compendium in front of them that's got the Hebrew text plus the Greek text, and they're straddling the fence. They don't know what to do. That's why a bunch of y'all are leaving the quote-unquote church in droves. And you're unhappy. You just want somebody to tell you the truth. You know, Yeah. I, I, I have to, I have to, you know what? The prophets spoke out yeah. against false prophets. The prophets spoke out against the lying Kohanim. Mm -hmm. And Kohanim, we use the Hebrew word writings called those who are teachers mm -hmm. to the people 
Kohanim. Mm -hmm. Okay? So your Kohanim are lying to you. And if you go back and read the prophets, the prophets will tell you that the Most High says they're lying to you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We're giving them some heat because y'all are the ones that are over there saying and validating our side to prove your side is right. I want That's to, ridiculous. I, 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 I want to hear from them. I want them to call me. I want them to call me out. The T.D. Jakes of the world, I want them to call me out. The Creflo Dollars of the world, I want them to call me out. And there's a plethora more out there of individuals that are leading our Hebrew people down a path that seems right, but the end thereof is destruction. I'm going to tell you why they're not going to call you. I'm going to tell you exactly why they're not going to call you. Because there's no money in it. There's nothing for them to gain monetarily in order for them, because it's not about delivering people into the land. It's not about a delivering a community of people into the land. It's all about capitalism. Well, I'd Putting butts in seats and, and going up against you it and getting taught a lesson ain't doing nothing for them. Well, it would seem like I might hear from their minions. <laughs> well, shoot. Now, let's, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm heated over this. And I'm heated over it because, because... In today's world, where knowledge has increased, there is absolutely no reason for our people to still be floundering around in ignorance just because everybody else is doing it. He's mm -hmm. already told you, I don't want you practicing what the other nations do. The Greeks are another nation. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to live. I don't want you to. I, I don't want you to engage in their activities. Mm -hmm. The Greeks and the Romans are another nation. We're a nation set apart to the Most High, which is Hebrew Israel. We're different. That's correct. That's correct. We're in our own lane. Vayikra. All right. Leviticus chapter eighteen, verses twenty-four through thirty, and um, this is also written in chapter 20 and verses 22. You know what? Can I, I'm going to make something before you go into this. This is beautiful that you're reading this because this is one of the things that you will hear the Most High repeat all the time. And that's why we, when we get over there and it says, who is the one that sent me? And he says, Eye Asher Eye, which is, you know, we translate it as I am that I am. I, I, I am the one that did all this. I'm the one that brought you out of Mitzrayim. And he can, he, you will hear the Most High repeat that all For an the over, time. And over. I'm and the over. one that did it. I'm, I'm the, one, the one that I'm did the it. I'm the one that did it. <laughs> Not some dude that just and, got off his surfboard. Yeah, and, and, in, and in text, he talks about it. And there's, no, there's some alien, alien L. No. Right. Right. Okay. 18. Leviticus chapter 18, verses 24 through 30. Do not make yourselves unclean by any of these things, because all the nations which I am expelling ahead of you are, are defiled with them. He's talking about the land. The land has become unclean. What land? Uh -oh. Canaani, the land that flows with milk okay. and honey mm -hmm. that he's promising to Hebrew Israel. Right. It's become unclean by the foreign nations that are there. Right. And this is why I am punishing it. Mm -hmm. The land itself will vomit out its inhabitants. But you 
are to keep my laws and rulings and not engage in any of these disgusting practices, neither the citizen nor the foreigner living with you. For the people of the land have committed all these abominations, and the land is now defiled. Mm. So now, if the land becomes defiled by the inhabitants, the Most High says it will vomit them out. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go over to um, if you go over to Exodus, where Mashe sent out that. Uh, that crew to reconquer the land. That's right. They came back and they said their report was there were giants in the land. Right. And there the and the land and they said and the land spews people out of it. Mm -hmm. That was their testimony. <laughs> right. They all and came here, back on one accord. And here in Leviticus, the Most High says, "This is what I will do when my land becomes defiled." Right. Consistent. If you his Israel, make the land unclean, I will vomit you out too, mm -hmm. just as it is vomiting out the nation that was there before you, okay? <clears throat> now, <clears throat> for those who engage in any of these disgusting practices, whoever they may be will be cut off from their people. Now, let me explain cut off to you from a Hebraic perspective. Okay. The Most High is not saying he's going to send you to the corner with a dunce hat. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Most High is saying when an individual gets cut off from the people of Israel, they no longer exist. That's right. That's yeah. what's going to happen in the land. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to Hebrew Israel. That's right. That's right. Uh, Korak screwed up. He and his whole family got cut off from the nation of Hebrew Israel. That's right. And there are others in text that this particular act also befell them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so keep my charge not to follow any of these abominable customs that others before you have followed and thus defile yourselves by doing them. I am... Yahweh, your Elohim. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Now, it goes on to say, and, and what you have to do, now, now, if you're listening to this, I need you, I need you to read uh, Vayikra or Leviticus chapter 26. I need you to read that whole, that whole, that whole portion in there. Okay. Because in that portion, the Most High talks about what will happen to Hebrew Israel if they do not listen and obey his mitzvot? Oh, yeah. The text deals with what has happened to our people as well as what we are experiencing to this very day. Vayikra mm -hmm. or Leviticus chapter 26 is a prelude to Devarim or Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 to 68. Oh, yeah. It lists in it all of the things that the Most High is saying is going to happen to Hebrew Israel if we don't obey his rulings, right. his laws, and his instructions. Read it. I want, I want, I, I didn't, I, I want you all, mm. if you're listening, I want you to read that particular. Now, there may be a problem in there. Okay. 
And the problem might be in your, if you're reading from a Greek text, there may be some things that are left out that are not going to place the direct emphasis that the Most High is placing from a Hebraic uh, uh, translation. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some. In verse number 14, he says these words in Vayikra 26, verse 14. But if you will not listen to me and obey all these mitzvahs, if you, if you loathe, loathe, if you show disregard, loathe, disregard my regulations and reject my rulings in order not to obey all my mitzvahs but cancel my covenant, mm -hmm. then I, for my part, will do this to you. Mm. Now, you got to understand something. When the Most High says, I'm going to do this to you, 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 that's, you, that's not, those aren't the words you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, especially if something is Because negative. when he says he's going to do something, mm -hmm. he's going to do it. Yeah, oh, wow, absolutely. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not a void promise. Right. I will bring terror upon you. Mm. Wasting disease and chronic fever to dim your sight and sap your strength. Uh, uh, y'all know what you're getting ready uh, to ask. <laughs> well, we're getting along pretty good right now. You know, we're doing all right. Um, in every plague, in every plague that's hit this diasporic nation that we live in, the majority of people who have died by the diseases that have come across this nation that we live in have been melanated people. Melanated folk. Mm. Our people have been subject to the diseases and the fever that the Most High has wrought upon us, just like he said in Scripture. We have just dealt with COVID. That we have. Okay. True. Or we're still dealing with COVID. Several iterations uh, of it, yeah. Y'all smart people. Go do the research and see how many melanated people died from COVID. Yeah, it's a great number. Versus, yeah. versus those of the other nations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who got served, who got taken care of first before you got taken care of? Oh, see, now you're getting ready. And who struck fear in your heart that you wouldn't even go and get the vaccination because you were still remembering what happened what happened to the brothers that they that they that they practiced that one that one thing on and they all of them died uh, uh, oh the uh the, oh yeah the um i know what you're talking about yeah. they had the uh I, yeah, yeah. They, it's the experiment they ran yes. on that they had. They gave them syphilis and whatnot. Yes. I thought I'm yes. trying to remember the name of yes. the uh, experiment. Yes, you so still Tuskegee. Tuskegee. Yeah. You, you still afraid? You still afraid that the, that the, that that this nation we live in is trying to kill you with by poison by by injecting poison? Well, the most and that's and that and listen. He says he says I will bring terror up on you. Mm -hmm. That it does. I mean, I'm not reading. I'm reading text. This is not commentary, right? And this is this is current events that are happening to us. Why? Because we fail to walk in the Father's rulings and His mitzvot and His instructions. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Full circle. I'm yeah. an octogenarian. Octogenarian, yes, you are. That you are. And I'm standing tall. That you are. And by the mercy and grace of the Most High and my faithfulness to Him, COVID hasn't been anywhere near me. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Thank the Most High for that. And I give Him praise for that. Yeah, absolutely. Because He said that He would protect me. Mm -hmm. He said. That's right. That's the right. Most High said. That's right. <laughs> by Ikra. 26, verse number 32. All right. I will desolate the land so that your enemies living in it will be astounded by it. And I will disperse, uh, and you I will disperse among the nations. Where are we? Dispersed. We're dispersed among the nations. In the diaspora. Yeah. And I will draw up the sword in pursuit after you. Your land will be desolate and your cities will be a wasteland. Mm -hmm. I almost want to throw one in there. If you, do you got this one in there? Which one? Davarim 29, 13 through 29. No, I don't got there. I oh. ain't got there yet. Oh, you're going there. Though. No, I haven't got there. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's right. It's right within context. It's, it's, it's within context. Let me, let me, because this is where we were. Let me read this. Davarim chapter number 29, which is Deuteronomy chapter number 29, verses 13 through 29. And it reads in its entirety. It says, but I am not making this covenant and this oath only with you. Rather, I am making it both with him who is standing here with us today and or today before Yahweh, our Elohim, and also with him who is not here with us today. So that's talking about you, Hebrew Israel, that are not standing, <coughs> that weren't there, but he's made this covenant with you. Let's go on to 15. It says, for you know how we lived in the land of where? Mitzrayim, and how we came directly through the nations you passed through, and you saw the detestable things and their idols of wood and stone and silver and gold that they all had with them. So let there not be among you a man or woman, family or tribe, whose heart turns away from Yahweh, your Elohim, to go serve other Elohims of those nations. Let there not be among you a root bearing such bitter poison as wormwood. If there is such a person, when he hears the words of this curse, he will bless himself secretly saying, I will be all right, even though I am stubbornly keeping doing whatever I feel like doing uh. so that I, although dry, which is sinful, will be added to the watered, which is righteous. 19. No, you're not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but Yahweh will not forgive him. Rather, the anger and jealousy of Yahweh will blaze up against that person. Every curse written upon this book will be upon him. Yahweh will blot out his name from under where? The Hashemayim, the heaven. The heavens. Yeah. Because you ain't going to be there. It says <clears throat> Yahweh will single him out from all the tribes of Israel to experience what is bad and all the curses of the covenant written in this book of Torah. Now here's where it ties into what you're talking about. It says, when the next generation, your children who grow up after you and the foreigner who arrives from a distant land and sees the plagues 
of that land and the diseases with which Yahweh has made it sick and that the whole land has become burning sulfur and salt that isn't being sown or bearing crops or even producing grass like the overthrow of Sodom, Amara, Aduma, and Siom, which Yahweh overthrew in his furious anger, then all the nations will ask, why did Yahweh do this to the land? What is the meaning of such frenzy, furious anger? People will answer. It, will, it is because they abandoned the covenant of Yahweh the Elohim of their fathers, which made with them through, through, which made, which he made with them when he brought them out of the land of Mitzrayim. They went and served other Elohims, prostrating themselves before them, Christianity. Elohims they had not known and which they had not had assigned to them. For this reason, the anger of Yahweh blazed up against the land and brought upon it every curse written, written in this book. And Yahweh, in anger and fury, incensed and indignation, uprooted them from their land and threw them out into another land as it is today. All right, good, good. Now... We're going to go back in a minute. We're going to go back and we're going to talk about that land. And we're going to talk about mm -hmm. what condition it's in. Because the problem is, is that our people have this idea that they don't, I don't want to go to Africa. You were born, you were created in Africa. Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. Yeah. You were created in Africa. You should want to go. And it's in yeah. this place. <coughs> which is where our land that flows with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. But let's get back to Vayikra. All right. Chapter number, uh, where am I? 26. 26 and we're going to read uh, almost to the end, 30 verses 39 through 45. Okay. So I want you all to follow me. Please, please follow me in your, in your, in your, in your scriptures. Those of you who remain will pine away in the lands of your enemies from guilt over your misdeeds and those of your ancestors. Listen to, listen, listen to what he's saying. Here we are in this exiled land and we're pining away because of the misdeeds of our ancestors. Lamentations chapter 7, verse 5 or 5, verse 7, read it. Yep. Because he says in there, we are in this position because of what our ancestors Sisters. did. Right. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> then they will confess their misdeeds and those of their ancestors which they committed against me in their rebellion. They will admit that they went against me. At that time, I will be going against them, bringing them into lands of their enemies. We, uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to, <laughs> right. Is that not where we are? Oh, say, can you see? Mm -hmm. What? The land of the, of the, the brave and the home of the free, whatever the words say, mm -hmm. that's not us. Mm -hmm. That's not us. Mm -hmm. 
There is is nothing peaceful for Hebrew Israel and the melanated man in this land that we live in. And now I'm going to use a word. Okay, all right, all right. That I wouldn't use. Because I'm going to use it in the context of to whom it applies to. to. Okay. God forbid if Donald Trump gets his behind back in the White House, there's not going to be any peace at all for the melanated man. Okay. He wants to rule with a thumb like Hitler ruled. Mm. If that happens, you all, you better, you you know what? Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm doing a sidetrack. Okay. If that's what it takes to get Hebrew Israel to cry out to the Most High and turn back to him, then so be it. Then so be it, yeah. So yeah. be it. Let me finish this. All right. But if their uncircumcised hearts, our uncircumcised hearts, will grow humble and they are paid the punishment for their misdeeds, I will remember my covenant with, with Yaakov, also my covenant with Yitzchak, and my covenant with Abraham. And mm. I will remember the land. For the land will lie abandoned without them, and it will be paid its Sabbath while it lies desolate without them, and they will be paid the punishment for their misdeeds because they rejected my rulings and loathed my regulations. Yet, Mm -hmm. in spite of all that, I will not reject them when they are in the lands of their enemies, nor will I loathe them to the point of utterly destroying them and thus break my covenant with them because I am Yahweh their Elohim. Rather, for our sakes, the text is their sake, I will remember the covenant of their ancestors whom I brought out of the land of Mishraim with the nations watching so that I might be their Elohim. I am Yahweh. Wow. Now, I, I brought all this up in the opening, in this opening foundational uh, study and conversation that we're going to have on returning to the land because you need to understand how we, what kind of land we got kicked out of and okay. why we got kicked out of it mm-hmm. and what we're going to return to. Mm-hmm. The land that we're going to turn, return to has a much more vibrant mm, overtone and a much more vibrant, uh, I can't find the word in my vocabulary, that's, that, that, that pertains to the land itself. Mm. You can't imagine, you can't imagine Ezekiel talks about the, the, the measurement of the third temple in the Messianic era. He measures it out. He talks about how it's going to be built. You can't imagine the majesty mm. and the grandeur that's going to be in that temple. There, you, you, T.D. Jakes can't build a building to even begin to match what the Most High is going to have in the third temple when we get back in the land. Right. If, if, you, if you can imagine what the Most High had out in the desert, which 
we did the calculation and we valued at $60 million for all the accoutrements that were, all the gold and precious metals that were put in that room, just that room alone. And you can't imagine the majesty of, of what that looks like. See, this is, this is the thing. We, we've got this skewed view of what the Most High, the majesty, and again, we use this word a lot, the ostentatiousness of what the Most High is because we've reduced the Most High to this dude that walks around in some tattered clothes. Who didn't have a house. Who didn't have a house that was homeless, who was a carpenter, who couldn't even build himself a house, which I don't know how that works, how you homeless and you a carpenter and you don't know how to build nothing. But the, the point is is that <laughs> is that the most high is majestic and i'm piggybacking off of what you're saying i can't imagine what what that's going to look like i couldn't imagine it you know israel when they finally came to understand that they were going into exile, into Babylonian captivity, mm -hmm. they wept Oh yeah, as they left the house. Oh, yeah. And when they were released to build the second house, mm -hmm. their thoughts were always of the first house because the second house never measured up to the first to one. To the first one, yeah. Yeah. And they kept thinking about that. Right. But you know, dear ones, here's what I'm trying to get. I'm, I, I, we're, we're, we're going to build this idea. Oh yeah, we're out of the land, and the land is in the continent of Africa. Yeah, and the land remains desolate at this particular point, just like the Most High said. Mm -hmm. The land is not the land that's occupied by Oxenazi Jews. Hmm. Israel never, ever had to go ask anybody to give them their land back. That's correct. That's correct. And that 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 draws on a, a particular topic that, yeah, we, we had a discussion about this earlier today. And uh, what was mentioned was, you know, I believe in the year 1948, 1948. the, the so-called Hebrew Jews decided to go to, I believe, the United Nations and ask for a portion of the land, which we call Dis Disney Israel. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is when you look at text, if that is the case, the Most High, and if he's behind you, you don't have to ask anybody for the land. You don't never see anywhere in text where Hebrew Israel knocked on the door. Uh, excuse me, um, can, I need, can, can, can we come in and, and get our land back? No, that doesn't happen like that. They didn't ask any of the Hittites or any of the other ites that were in the land, yeah, in for, their the, land. for their land back. No. The Most High actually went in there and wiped them out. And then when they got in there by their own, by their, by their own actions, for yes. lack of eloquence, they got kicked out, which is what we're talking what we're about. we're talking about, right. But every, if you go on the pattern, I have to go on the credit history of the Most High. And Hebrew Israel never asks. When the Most High says, occupy that bad boy, that means I've cleared a path for you. Go take it. Exactly. So you going and asking a man 
exactly. or a nation or con- or confederation or United Nations exactly. for your, your land. land back no. is not ordained by the Most High. And they didn't give you back your land because the land said, the Most High <laughs> said in text, the land would lay desolate, desolate. until. Right. Now, I, I, need, I, I, need, I need you to talk about that for a minute. Okay. I need you to talk about that for a minute because there's a lot of conversation out there about where Israel is, but... I need I need for you to kind of elaborate on 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 that because you 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 brought out a wonderful teaching on that on that subject before. So, starting out, one of the things that again we 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 identify with is the fact that Hebrew Israel, the dynasty, the empire of Israel, is a nation of people, and by way of definition, we need to understand what the word nation means. Nation. If you look up the definition of it, is a large body of people united by a common descent. Do we have that as Hebrew Israel? We, we do. We absolutely do. A history. Do we have that? We do. We were reading it. Yes. A culture. That's, we, do. We, we do. We got that too. A language. We got that we too. We got that, but we've lost that. So, but we did have one. Inhabiting a particular country or territory. Now, that's the part that we're missing right now. But. The Most High has defined that for us. So I'm just going to go, I'm just going to paraphrase for the sake of time. Um, if we go back to Bereshit, which is Genesis chapter 15, verses 12 through 21, we can see in there where the Most High appears to Avraham in a dream. And the blessing is bestowed upon Abraham and he's shown this, he's told about this land and it actually defines where the land actually is. It says in verse 17 of chapter number 15 of Bereshit or Genesis, it says, after the sun had set, now this is after he had received this vision, it said after the sun had set and there was a thick darkness, a smoke, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch appeared, which passed between the animal parts. Verse 18, that day Yahweh made a covenant. Now, when you talk about the blessings of, Yah- of, of Avraham, this is one of them. It says, that day Yahweh made a covenant with Avram. It says, I have given this land to your descendants. And he's going to be very specific. I'm going to draw out another issue about the Most High. When you get across the street, you live in the comfort of vagueness. When you come over here to this, this side, on the Most High side, He's very specific. He doesn't leave anything up for interpretation. So you have an opportunity to completely understand in totality. So he defines where the borders of the land is. He says in verse 18, he says, I have given this land to your descendants from the body of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates River. Now, where is the body of Egypt? That's when our our, our eloquent head teacher just told you that is in Africa. The body of Egypt is on the east side of Africa, on the northeast corner over there by, uh, right there in the top corner. And it says over to the river Euphrates. Now, that would extend all the way up into where we would say modern day Turkey is. Then it also defines... Matter of fact, and it goes on and it says who those, those are people will be occupying that area. And we, we'll see all those individuals um, as you read on. 
in Bad Midbar 34, chapter 1 through 12, or chapter 34, verses 1 through 12, it outlines for us the area. Now, the unfortunate part about this is that the names have changed, so it's kind of difficult to, to pinpoint the individual points. But what you're going to see here, and I want you to understand when you read Bad Midbar or Numbers uh, chapter 34, verses 1 through 12, is that the Most High, number one, is very specific. And you will find in there the body of Egypt again. He's giving you this, 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 this break point on where it is. So it's kind of this, that Middle Eastern area where the land is, 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 is centralized. When you get over to Ezekiel, chapter 47, verses 13, 13 through 20, Again, there is another description of where the borders of the land is. It is very specific. And you can read that for yourself. And again, you will see in verse 19, you'll see the body of Egypt in there on the great seaside. And it actually extends all the way up again until modern day Turkey as well. So those are kind of the, of the places where in text, Bat Bereshit, where it outlines where the, where the blessing is given to Abraham on where the land is. It's also reiterated in Bad Mibar as our master teacher. Which is numbers. Which is numbers. Our master teacher, Moshe, outlines it for you. And then the prophet comes behind him, Ezekiel, and basically piggybacks on what Moshe has outlined for where the land is. So we know where it is. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's not, it's, 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 and, and to this day, and it lays desolate. It lays desolate. Yeah, because if you look at the area, you look at an area map of that, it is, it's like a, it's a desert. There's nothing there in that whole entire region. So with that being said, the next part of, of the dissertation that I get is what you, you kind of enumerated already is what state is it in? And that's outlined, and I just read it for, for, for your hearing, in Devarim 29, verses 13 through 29, because it says in verse 21, when the next generation, your children who will grow up after you and the foreigner who arrives from that distant land sees the plagues of the land and the diseases which, with which Yahweh has made it sick. It's sick. And that the whole land has become burning sulfur salt that isn't being sown or bearing crops or even producing grass. If you, it, listen, find me somewhere in text where the Most High has lied. Nowhere. You can fact check this today, in this day and age. And this scripture reigns true yeah. because that area is desolate. And yeah. it's talking yeah. about it here again. Ezekiel chapter 15, verses 6 through 8, say the same thing. See, the thing that I'm that 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 I that I want to I want to bring to your to your attention. Why are we why are we harping on the mitzvotes? Because the mitzvot, the laws and rulings, and the commandments of the Most High, that's what Torah really is. Mm -hmm. Our ancestors, having abdicated the laws, the rulings, and the teachings of the Most High, and following the ways of the nations to which that they have been diaspored, even before they got diaspored, have caused us to be in these exiled places amongst what the Most High calls our enemies. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the Most High says in, in another text of Scripture, 
and you all you all will know this one when I say it. He loves the son, the son that he chases. Whom he chastens. Yeah. So Israel's his son. We're in this state of being chastened. <clears throat> but we're going to prove to you and as we continue this series talk about the land that the Most High is going to take that land that is desolate and laying fallow right now, mm -hmm. and he is going to cause it to be rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. It's going to be lush and plush again. Mm -hmm. And his covenant that he said he's made with our fathers, Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, that he is going to bring us back to that land. Why am I talking about this? Because I've got to get out of your heads anything that supposes that anything of a body, of a body, a soul that's going to be reconnected with a body is ever going to pierce the domain of the most high right that's never going to happen and i'm glad you brought that that's beautiful because it's bringing that full circle because the, the what i what i heard in my spirit is bringing us back to to square one when you opened up and you said what you said they got this telescope that looks all the way out into the heavens see this is the problem that you hebrews are getting wrapped up in is the fact that you got your eyes in the heavens instead of being here in text, in and, text and understanding. And this is what, there's nothing that you're going to see from some telescope that's going to be more beautiful and plush than what you're reading here in this text. And it, that's what we're trying to do is get yeah. your heads out of the clouds yeah. and get it back down yeah. on the ground where yeah. it needs to be and looking towards what your future is, which is getting back into the land. Not and, going to some place that is not even made for you. And we're still talking about mitzvot. That's right. That's what we enumerate. We read a whole bunch of them tonight. We're still talking about mitzvot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, when I finish this particular series and this podcast, you're going to see why I'm so enamored about the thought of being somewhere where the spirit of the Most High is prevalent where the idea of going up to Jerusalem to the temple the third temple that's going to be built for the Torah of the Most High is going to be taught there why it is that the association with our ancestors is going to be so prevalent to be able to see again to see Mashe Avraham Nitzchak Yaakov our king, King David, the prophets, and all the set-apart people that the Most High has had confidence in to leave us this word that we're reading and getting an understanding of our future. Our future is not always going to be bad. We're going to have a magnificent, a magnificent finish if our people will just hold on and if you will turn from the idolatrousness 
that the Eurocentries have given us and turned back to the Most High, your way, even in this exile, can be one that is an extreme blessing. I don't have everything, but by golly, this one testimony I can testify to. I am blessed by the presence of the Most High. I sleep and he talks to me. When I wake up, he communes with me. His word is always on my heart and my mind. Why? Because he says, if you love me, you will obey. And obedience, the prophet said, is better than sacrifice. Well, this has been the first portion of Let's Talk About the Land. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman, Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.